Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome into this jam packed episode of UAP Weekly. I am Stephen Diener, back with you here on the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And uh, my gosh, when I say jam-packed, there is so much to talk about, which is why I wanted to do another UAP Weekly, two UAP Weeklies in one week, because there was just too much not to talk about as we uh, head into the weekend here. So I wanted to get this one out here on a Friday Heading into the weekend, we got aliens in Miami. We got jellyfish UFOs, chandelier UFOs, uh, secret skiff meetings. It, it's There's a lot happening. So I'm going to try to cover it all here today on this edition of UAP Weekly. So thanks for joining. And thank you to everybody, by the way, real quick, uh, to the response from the uh, my previous episode just a few days ago where I spoke to uh, Snooky from the Jersey Shore. You know, that was something that I've been trying to do for a while, and it was something that um, I wanted to get out there for a few reasons. Number one, uh, I respect anybody who is willing to come out and tell their story, even though they know that there's going to be people who might look at them funny or look at them in a certain way and, you know, might think that they're crazy. I especially respect them even more if it is somebody of a, you know, celebrity status in people's eyes, like... Snooky is so you know for her to come out and feel confident enough to come on here on the show and tell her story and do that that takes a lot of guts it takes a lot of courage and I really wanted to get uh, her side and her point of view out there for that reason and also because it bothers me when people have you know these these preconceptions about other people just based off of some stuff that they've seen on TV or seen on the internet. How about we actually hear from the person themselves and let them tell their story? What a novel idea, right? So you may have different opinions of Snooky or of anybody that you see on TV or you know social media or, or or anything like that. But the bottom line is. We shouldn't judge anybody without hearing what they have to say first. And that's why I, you know, I knew that Snooki was coming from a serious place and she had stories to tell and she had opinions to give on this conversation. So I felt it was important to, you know, not have stigmas. Like, let's stop with the stigmas. If we want to come out there and say, well, you know, stop stigmatizing sightings and the UAP conversation, then we should stop stigmatizing each other as well, based off of, you know, preconceptions that we might have about certain people. So that's why it was important to me. Um, you know, like I said, those those reasons to kind of get that out there and make sure the story is known, no matter what you might think about somebody, it's important to hear their side of the story and, you know, 
what they have to say. So just wanted to put that out there first. Um, now, getting back to the task at hand, what the heck is going on? <laughs> There's a, so much that has been happening over the past, well, week and a half, really the first week and a half of 2024. And I, I knew it coming into this year. I said it in the last episode of the year before Christmas that 2024 is going to be wild, unlike anything we've ever seen before in the disclosure movement and really maybe just in the news cycle itself. And it has not disappointed so far because literally right at the start of the year, okay, around New Year's Day, we had the reports of eight to 10 foot aliens in Miami. Now, I know the story's been out there and you might say, why are you talking about this now? This is from a couple weeks ago. Well, I, I wanted to let it settle. There's a reason why I hadn't done an episode on this yet. I wanted to let things settle to kind of bubble up to the surface, get all the sides of the story, and then bring it out to you. And I'm glad I've done that because, uh, you know, knee-jerk reactions aren't good um, for anything or anybody. Everybody wants to be the first one to say something about it. And it's like, let's get the details first. So I want to start kind of going chronological order of all the things that have happened lately and start with the Miami alien story. So what the heck happened there? Well... Basically, as we know, the reports said that, you know, there was basically the entire Miami Police Department out there at the, uh, you know, Bayside area of this uh, Miami Mall. And they were there, according to the official report, because of fights that broke out between 50 to 60 teenagers shooting fireworks at each other, fighting each other, possibly looting stores. Those are the reports from you know the the official outlets as they uh, tried to put this one to bed. So here's what the scene sounded like from one of the only videos really that we have uh, from that night. Here's what this actually sounded like that night. Listen to all of these sirens. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a lot of cops and a huge police presence. I'm sure you've seen the videos. A lot of you have. Uh, if you haven't, like I said, you know, the entire Miami Police Department essentially was out there on the scene at this Miami mall. And that video came from the uh, overhead shot from the helicopter. The one that, you know, I think a lot of you saw where the supposed alien was walking by. You know, a lot of people were pointing to that and slowing down the video and trying to freeze frame and, you know, clean up the pixels and all these different things and stabilize it. And, you know, the the final consensus on that was the official report anyway was it was three cops walking next to each other. So that's where the uh, sound of the sirens come from was that one overhead shot where some people are saying that you could see the alien walking. You make out that's, you know, what you want as far as that video is concerned. But one of the big questions I had after this whole thing took place, and really still have because I haven't got an answer to it yet, it was where's all the video? Anytime that you have some type of major event, you're going to have cell phone video these days. Really, no matter what it is, there's going to be, if you're in a crowded place like a mall in Miami, then you are going to have some type of video from somebody that comes out on social media, especially if there's a big fight. You're going to, you know, someone's going to be showing, you know, teenagers fighting or shooting off the fireworks, whatever it might be. I haven't seen those videos. If you have, feel free to send them to me at U8 Podcast 850. Go right ahead. But I haven't seen those. The only one I've seen, and it's, it's hard to verify if it's from that night, was there was a video from an alley, not inside the mall, from an alleyway where there was about 10 teenagers uh, kicking somebody. 
That's that's the only video I've seen. But again, that wasn't in a mall, and it was outside on the street from a it looked like a dash cam video. Is that connected to all of this? I'm not really sure. So that was something that kind of you know made me question this right away. Was you have all of these cops and and this giant police presence, and we don't have any videos, dash cam video, nothing. Well, what about witnesses? Right? A lot of people are asking, well, where are all the witnesses? Why is anybody talking about this? Well, they are. But the question is, who can you believe? Because these are people coming out on social media. They take a video of themselves. They talk about it. And then some people who actually did that came out a few days later and said, yeah, I made all that up. I've never actually even been to Miami. So you have people who said something at first and then later admitted that they just made the entire story up. So you have people who basically are just trying to get noticed. And then you have people who are actually trying to tell their story, and it's very hard to tell the difference on which one is which. But this guy I found particularly interesting, and I want to play a few clips from him. His name is uh, Fritz. He didn't give his last name. He put up this video, I want to say, about seven days ago. Just about. Um, And he says that he was there. So this is is Fritz, and um, again, a few clips from him. And I, I found him to be very... Interesting because of the way he told his story. He's very even keel. He goes over a lot of minute detail. Very interesting. Here's uh, clip number one from Fritz. You can uh, decide for yourself what you think about this so far. I was there at the Bayside Mall with my family, um, and we all saw exactly what happened. Don't like pay attention to a lot of the videos that are out there. I feel like a lot of people are trying to use this for clout. Um, so basically what happened was I was there with my brother Brian, uh, and my sister and my nephew. We were looking for shoes uh, for my nephew. And then we see a whole crowd of people outside the store um, just running out in a direction. So, you know, as soon as you saw it, we, uh, we were like, oh, you know, what's going on? So we immediately ran out with our nephew about like a, a, a few seconds later, as soon as we started running, uh, my nephew, he's autistic, so he was pointing behind us and he was saying blanky, which he'll usually say whenever he feels unsafe or scared. Um, and he was pointing behind us. So me and my brother, we look behind us and then we see these three, nine, ten foot tall creatures. I'm not going to say aliens. Uh, everyone keeps saying it's aliens. I'm not saying aliens because I don't know what it was. All right, so a few things to pick up on there. Number one, again, I, I do find his testimony um, to be compelling because of, it, you know, he even says it there at the beginning. Don't believe some of these people you see on social media because they're just trying to tell, you know, a story that they're making up for clout. They're trying to kind of get in while, you know, while the getting is good. So he even mentions that at the beginning of his statement there. That's why I wanted to make sure I left that part in. I thought that was important um, to the, you know, validity of what he is saying. Now, does that mean he's telling the truth? No, of course not. But that's why, you know, you'd be the judge yourself. But it, I did find that interesting. Um, what I also found kind of intriguing was where he's talking, he, he, just the fine details he gives. I mean, he's talking about his nephew who's autistic, talking about what his nephew says when he gets scared. And, you know, that's that's a really minute detail, you know, the, the uh, fine minutia of a story. If you're going to make that type of stuff up, to tell a story. This is an eight-minute video, by the way. Now, I'm not, I'm not playing the entire eight-minute video, but I say that because um, it's really, really hard, unless you're like a trained actor or, quite frankly, a psychopath, 
It's, it's like it's like one one or the other. It's really hard to sit there and tell a coherent story without a lot of stutters or without a lot of ums or uhs and you know long pauses trying to think of what to say next. When you listen to him tell his entire story, which I did watch the entire eight minute video a couple of times, it struck me because it seemed like he was recalling an actual event that happened to him. It's it was a lot of fine detail, and that that is hard to do at that length. Anybody can make up, you know, like a, a 15 second story and give some details and make it sound like it's something that happened. But to do that for eight minutes and add in things like my autistic nephew and what he says when he's scared and he's pointing behind us and we turn around and this is what we see, that stuff to me is hard to make up, which is why I found uh, Fitz. I think I called him Fritz earlier. Fitz. Why I found uh, this particular guy Fitz to be really compelling in his witness testimony as far as, you know, all the stuff that came out on social media. And then the last thing he says there, too, is saying that he's not jumping to a conclusion saying that they're absolutely aliens. He called them creatures. Make of that what you will. But now he went on and talked about a little bit more about um, basically what happened next after they turned around and saw these, you know, what as he said, nine to ten foot creatures. Here's here's more from him. As soon as it made itself more apparent, um, it looked like it was glitching, not like a computer pixelation, but like a wavy glitch. Um, and whatever maybe was covering them had, you know, unveiled or whatever. And then you could see it in its full form, all three of them. And then, uh, it, you know, they were all black. You saw eyes. We all just like looked at them. They were just standing there. And the thing that was a little bit weird, well, it was clearly like observing us. It was sentient. And that's, man, it's, it paints a good picture. I mean, you talk about, again, really strange, right? Are, talks about this kind of like glitching look to them. So does that mean, and this is just my assumption here when I hear that, is, does that mean that um, if this really did happen, of course, then are they wearing some type of cloaking device? Are they wearing some type of suit that can cloak their appearance? And was that suit malfunctioning? And that's why they were appearing to people? And if that's the case, how many of these things are walking around that we can never see or know that that they're there? I mean, if if we have invisible aliens walking around, maybe you know, this is something that's has that's been going on for a long time, and people just saw them for the you know one of the first times anyway in a big setting like that. Maybe because a cloaking feature on a suit started glitching, as he said, like they were coming in and out. A really strange detail that I've never heard before in any type of sighting story, personally. And so, <laughs> this this story has really intrigued me, and a, a lot of people have reached out to me on social media, uh, on Twitter specifically, saying, "Hey, you know, Stephen, what did you think about this? What do you make of this whole thing?" I still don't really know what to make of it because of the oddness of these details, the strangeness of it all, and again. Why no video? That's actually something that Fitz um, addressed toward the end of his story. I'm going to play that now because I thought this is this is an an the answer that he gives is something that I hadn't considered before as to why wouldn't there be more video? Here's what he had to say about that. And for anyone that's like saying, you know, where's the footage? Where's the footage? Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I don't have any footage. And I'll explain why. Because like when I... When I saw it, I was in complete fear. I froze. And I don't care who you are. I feel like when you're seeing something paranormal, 
it's different than when you're seeing a fight. And I get that. I now see, and I hadn't thought about that before, right? You know, if there's look, we've all seen them. People record fights around them instead of trying to, you know, actually help somebody in this situation. Most people, unfortunately, take out their cell phones and start recording something terrible that's happening right in front of them. That's something that we can reconcile with. You know, it's like, oh, I've seen fights before, so I'm not shocked. I'm going to start recording this. So I get what he's saying there. But something that we haven't seen before, something that would be extremely difficult for our brains to reconcile, would be 9 to 10 foot aliens who are suddenly appearing in front of us and glitching in and out of reality. That would be hard to understand. That would make you frozen in fear. So maybe that's a reason why we didn't see more videos if this event indeed did take place. Another reason why... There wouldn't be any videos, and this is something, you know, goes more towards theories of what people are saying about this, and it is something to consider, in my opinion, which is you have people saying that they were approached and asked to delete video. Now, I don't have, I, I didn't get the clip, but again, I watched his whole eight-minute video there that the guy uh, fits, the witness there, who says he was at this event when it took place at the Miami Mall. He said at the end of his clip that, when Once they got out of the mall, because they were all safe, they're all fine, him and his family and his nephew, they're all fine. He said once they got out, the police did approach them and asked to see their cell phones and if they took any video. He does mention that. And he said, now, of course, like he said, they didn't take any video because they were frozen in fear and they just wanted to get the heck out of there as quickly as they could. But it kind of begs the question for anybody who did take video, if they were approached by the police or by federal agents who were said to be there as well. That is also something that was being said, that there were federal agents there, that there were black helicopters flying around, there were reports of power outages, that the Miami International Airport was shut down and they grounded all flights. I can't confirm that stuff, but those are things that people were saying. Now, as far as the black, black helicopters go, I'm, again, I'm not really sure, but if you have that type of police presence, which they did, that we saw in the video, you know, uh, the entire Miami Police Department was out there, essentially, then maybe they were really going up to people asking to see if they had any video and what happened. Now, if you're asking to see video as, you know, as far as if you're a police officer, you want to see that for evidence. If there's some fight going on, if you wanted to see what caused the situation, you would ask people to see, you know, video of a crime maybe being taken place, right? Or is it something more sinister, like some people are talking about, where they were asking to see video to delete any evidence of, you know, alien life that was captured by citizens, especially if there were actually federal agents who were there, like some people are saying. The other thing I find strange is where's the dash cam video? That part really gets me. That, where's the dash cam video? Where's, you know, any type of video uh, uh, from a, um, a vest that, that's, that's on any police officer? Like, nothing's coming out from Miami PD when it, when it comes to those things. If you want to help to, you know, downplay any type of crazy rumors, as you call it, then maybe some dash cam video or, you know, video from a, a police officer's vest might help that. We haven't seen any of that. Why? It's the, the questions are worth asking.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, there were other reports um, of, you know, maybe possible terrorist activity. Now, again, that can't be corroborated or verified, but that was another thing that was kind of floating around. Maybe not aliens at all, maybe some type of terrorist activity that they wanted to keep under wraps, which would also explain a federal agent's presence or any black helicopters that might have been flying around. These are all things that people were kind of throwing out there, but there's a lot of confusion because there's not a lot of answers. I can tell you as a citizen of South Florida, okay, I've said before on this show that I live down here in South Florida, and I can tell you firsthand that I did not see coverage of this at all. Maybe I just missed it. Maybe I didn't watch enough local news. I don't know. But I didn't see or hear any coverage of this event locally. And I'm about an hour north of Miami. Maybe I should have driven down there myself and checked out the scene. I don't know. If I hear of you know, uh, aliens in Miami, next time I'll drive down there and try to see for myself and see what's going on. But I find it strange personally, again, as a citizen in South Florida, that I did not hear any type of you know, reports coming out, whether it was in print digital or or newspaper, anything. Where was it all? I found that to be very strange. Why weren't they talking about this? It was huge. It was all over social media. It didn't get to start talked about or getting talked about until more videos surfaced a week after it happened. So just, again, a lot of questions still surrounding this. And even even someone like Louis C.K., I found this to be interesting, the comedian Louis C.K., he tweeted out, completely random, and he tweeted out, it says something along the lines of, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but why the heck do we have this giant police presence at a mall in Miami for teenagers fighting and shooting off fireworks? Now, I completely understand that question, and that is a question that has been asked a lot. We do have a response from the Miami Police Department. They put up this video last week, last Friday to be exact, on January 5th. This is a video that the Miami Police Department put out on their Instagram account. Again, make of this what you will. 
All right, guys, so just to address a few clips that are going viral on social media right now. First, our response to that uh, big incident in Bayside Marketplace. What happened was there was about 50 or more juveniles that were shooting fireworks at people. There was also some looting going on, so officers that were on that scene were having a little bit of trouble containing it, so they called what is called the Citywide 3, which every officer in the city responded. That's why you saw so much police presence for, for that call to contain that crowd. Now, there is now video going viral of eight to 10 foot aliens walking around Bayside is actually just a person walking with a shadow. So I can confirm to you all here today right now that there are no aliens in Miami in Bayside Marketplace at the moment. So it's Friday. I hope you guys have a great weekend and stay safe. All right, a couple things to point out there. Number one, I did not add that, you know, mysterious alien UFO music you hear in the background there, the cheesy stuff that they put in there. Miami PD social media team put that in their video. I guess they were trying to be funny. They thought, you know, they wanted they want to poke fun at the whole thing. And then at the very end of the video, when you hear the police officer say, you know, it's Friday, have a good weekend, all that type of stuff, he looks over and there's a gray alien standing next to him. Obviously not a real gray alien, but something, a graphic that the social media team put in there, again, trying to be funny. So there's a couple red flags to me there. Why are you trying to act funny and poke fun at people? It's one of two things. And... Number one, it's because you're just trying to be funny and you think it's funny to make fun of people. Or number two, to go along with basically the operation that's been happening for the past 70 to 80 years, which is trying to make people think that they're crazy so they don't believe this stuff and then move on. You belittle people, you call them conspiracy theorists, you call them wackadoos and all these different things. You know, you wear your tinfoil hat. Let's put out this funny video with a fake alien standing next to a cop and the alien music behind the cop talking and make fun of people who believe all this stuff and just add to the stigma that's been created over the past 70 years. So it's one of those two options, right? Either one I don't really like. Now, again, you can take it for what it's worth. It's a fair explanation, okay? I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, calling in to question the explanation. That's a fair explanation that the police officer gave in the video. It's just a matter of what do you believe because there's still a lot of questions. You have a lot of people who say that wasn't the case. Some other theories out there. If this is not an alien, are we talking about some type of, you know, uh, interdimensional being? Do we call interdimensional beings aliens? Is that the same thing? Maybe they landed in some type of, you know, because a lot of people said, of all places, if the aliens showed up, why would they go to a mall in Miami? And that's fair. And it's also kind of funny. So I, I understand that point. But again, if you're talking about cloaking devices, maybe this is some type of, you know, um, observational study. I don't know. I mean, your theory is as good as mine. Or if you're talking about interdimensional beings, maybe they plopped down at the wrong coordinates and ended up at a mall in Miami. Your guess is as good as mine. Another thing that people talked about was a possible PSYOP question. Is this some type of PSYOP, uh, a test, if you will? You know, and that goes back to Project Bluebeam. Some people speaking about that. Is this a, a test for something like Project Bluebeam? Are they testing out their holograms? This is all stuff that has come up. I'm not saying which one or which theory that I'm buying into. The, my, my personal feeling on it, again, I have, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, what do you make of this? Here's what I make of it. I don't really know. And I wish I had a better answer for you. But there's just so much that's said one side versus the other that I'm really not sure what to make out of this. Could there have been something that happened that was paranormal? Sure. Why not? Could they be covering it up? Absolutely. It wouldn't be the first time, and it's not going to be the last time. 
Could it have been some type of fight that, you know, the police officers felt like they needed to call the entire police force out to get under control? I guess. I kind of think that's an overreaction when it comes to a show of force, if that was the case. But I'm not a police officer or work for Miami PD, so maybe that's protocol. I think it's something that warrants um, continued observation and continued investigation. I don't know how much more we're going to hear about this. But I'm going to be personally on the outlook for any type of word uh, that that might still come out from this story because it's just weird. It's just strange. But that's where we're at right now when it comes to the talk of aliens in Miami. Very odd. Now, another odd one that has come up in the past few days, something that Jeremy Corbell put out in uh, conjunction with TMZ. Now, they got together to put out a three-part uh, docu-series special that aired on Tubi, and I believe that's T-U-B-I. I've never heard of it, Tubi. I think it's Tubi.com. Uh, it's like a streaming service. So if you've never heard of that, that's what that is, and then that's where you can see all three parts. And I believe they're going to air it on there for free. I'm not sure, but anyway, you can look that up. Um, but a few things came out from that, from Jeremy Corbell. He decided to uh, kind of drop some new UFO videos and new UFO pictures one of them very strange, kind of, they call it the chandelier UFO. Not sure what to make out of that one, but that's a picture that's been floating around in social media. Something that, uh, there's not a lot of information on it, um, other than that it was, a, you know, a, a picture that was captured by the U.S. military that he has been able to put out and, you know, warrants more investigation. But the one that got a lot of attention was now the famous jellyfish UFO. And this jellyfish UFO was recorded in 2017 or 18 in Iraq. Um, and, well, it, it made a lot of waves very, very quickly. Now, according to Jeremy Corbell, he says that this UFO was flying over Iraq and was caught on camera by a uh, astrostat balloon, they call it. It kind of looks like a, like a blimp, and it's one of these things that hangs over um, military bases has got a camera on it and it's for security, right? You try to capture any any funny business that's going on. And that's the camera that's on this Astrostat balloon that uh, took the video of this jellyfish UFO, as we're calling it, as it kind of, you know, flew over by the base. Now, here's, I'll let uh, Jeremy Corbell talk a little bit more about this. Again, this is a clip from the new uh, three-part series that came out with uh, uh, in conjunction with TMZ. It's in thermal. It was filmed on a weapons platform. You see that there's a dog there. See the animals are black. I'm assuming this is black hot. You see the object just went to white and you'll see it going from white to black, white to black. And that's basically showing the heat differentials. It's going like hot and cold, hot and cold. The problem was the optics platform was jammed. These individuals who target with these platforms, they can shoot out an Al-Qaeda tire at 27 miles away, but not being able to lock it was one of the first signs that something's weird. All right, so some weird signs there, of course. One thing I want to mention real quick, because there's another clip here I want to uh, play from Corbell, but one thing I want to mention is he mentions the thermal only. And, you know, it wasn't visible otherwise. Is that some type of cloaking device? We were just talking about this when it comes to, you know, the supposed Miami aliens. When this, we had, I was just playing the witness, talking about these aliens glitching in and out. Possibly that would point to a cloaking device or, you know, a cloaking suit that they're wearing. Are we talking about the same thing when it comes to UFOs? 
That is a theory that has been mentioned many times for many years. Are we seeing that here on the Jellyfish UFO? Well, Jeremy Corbell continues uh, uh, with more details. I was able to find direct eyewitnesses and corroborate that this event did happen. When individuals would target in on it with the optics, the way it was described, each of these hanging things, they were stiff, like they weren't moving. They had geometric form, like scales. What was said to be scales, like an armor. There were also people with night vision who were out and they were tasked to, to go look for it couldn't see it on the night vision only in the thermal spectrum could it be seen okay so again only in the thermal spectrum could it be seen was not seen on night vision it makes you that to me sounds like some type of cloaking device i mean that 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 makes sense to me now one of the things that's and yeah, that's such a strange description of a craft though you know like these tentacles hanging down like a geometric shape to them scales he talked about you know is that some type of armor um, I'll get back to that. I have kind of a thought on that. I'll, I'll save that for the end, though. But Jeremy Corbell did mention, you know, witnesses that he has spoken with to corroborate this story. Now, one person who is, was privy to this sighting as well is a veteran Marine named Michael Sinkowski. And Michael Sinkowski has spoken to News Nation, and he's done an interview with News Nation talking about this and a couple of other outlets and he was shown this video back in 2018, shortly after the video itself was taken. And his take on it is pretty interesting. Here's what uh, Michael Sinkowski had to say about it. Again, the veteran m- Marine who was uh, made aware of this situation back in 2018. It seemingly just continued off into the distance. And it got smaller and smaller, whether that's because uh, the, the sensor was zooming out or it was moving off into the distance, but it got seemingly far enough away to where they couldn't see it anymore whether it dropped into the water or it just continued over the lake because there's a lake next door of the base that we were at uh but at no point in the at, towards the end of the video did it you, where you could see it drop into the water and then shoot off into the sky like there have been some claims that never happened okay so really important stuff there number one uh, Sinkowski is talking about the longer version of the video. We Now, what we didn't know at first when uh, Jeremy Corbell first put this out on the TMZ documentary or docu-series, however you want to describe it, uh, we didn't know that there was a longer version of the video, but apparently there is. So, Michael Sinkowski was um, talking about the entire video. He has seen the entire video of this jellyfish UFO now, famous video that's, you know, I'm sure a lot of us have seen. He says, though, that basically there really wasn't much to it as far as what he saw that, that you know, the general public has not seen. He said basically it was just kept flying and then eventually it got to the water and did not, you know, speed away and shoot out like some people are saying. And what he meant by that, and the reason why I wanted to keep that out there is because that is a direct contradiction to what Jeremy Corbell was saying, which was... He was told, and it, he it was very he was very careful to use the phrase "I have been told" because he hasn't seen this on video either. But he says that he's had witnesses tell him that this jellyfish UFO went into the water, which is what Michael Sinkowski was referring to there. You know, he said as it kind of floated over the lake, went into the water, and then shot back out and shot up into the air. And that's where Sinkowski says that part never happened. So this, be, that, you know, the, then this becomes a question of, well, 
Who do you believe? Is Jeremy Corbell getting bad information, or is he getting information from somebody who has more information than Michael Sinkowski does? That becomes the question. But either way, obviously something extremely strange, and this video is considered to be a high-priority case UAP from the U.S. government. This is something that is a true unidentified anomalous phenomenon, a unidentified flying object. It's a true UFO. They have no idea what it is. Now, of course, you have your debunkers and skeptics, such as Mick West and others, who have come out and said, well, it was just bird poop on, on the camera. <laughs> or, and I swear, that's what they said, if you hadn't seen it. Or they said it was balloons. It was a uh, bunch of balloons that were celebrating a uh, Muslim holiday that had gotten away. And this bunch of balloons resembles balloons that, you know, citizens of, of Iraq would use to celebrate this Muslim holiday. And they put up the pictures side by side and they say, well, that's just a bunch of balloons. That's what it was. I feel like that if it was balloons, the U.S. government and the military would have known that and this video would have been debunked very quickly. We probably would have never even seen it because it wouldn't be worth anyone's time. So I'm not going with the balloon theory as much as Mick West might want to believe that it is balloons. Sorry, Mick, I'm pretty sure the military would have figured that out six years ago. But it's, um, I don't know what it is, just like nobody else knows what it is. But what is it with these jellyfish UFO? And that was something that Michael Sinkowski was asked, asked in his interview with News Nation. What do you believe this was? Is there some type of, you know, prosaic, uh, common sense uh, explanation to this? Or do you believe it might be something otherworldly, something extraterrestrial? Now, Sinkowski felt at first that there might be some type of common sense explanation to this, like balloons, right? But then he says he's actually started to believe there might be something else to this. Here's what, uh, here's this whole statement here from this interview with News Nation. It crossed my mind because the theories that we had, like I said, didn't, didn't fully explain it. And so naturally, I think our human mind or our curiosity kind of goes there and is like, you know, is this, is this something extraterrestrial or extra dimensional or paranormal or, or whatever, you know, you want to call it. And it didn't seem to be posturing to threaten us at all. So it, it wasn't like we needed to take immediate action against it. So, yeah, I think it was handled in the best way possible. Like I said, it kind of just ended up being kind of like the ghost story of the base. And I think that's a good way to put it, right? It became a ghost story on the base because they could not explain it. Again, if this was bird poop on the camera, and again, that was an actual explanation that was floated out there to try to explain this away, or if it was balloons, I really do feel like they would have figured that out six years ago. This isn't like a video that came out, you know, last Tuesday and we're just seeing it all for the first time and everyone's trying to figure it out together. No, this is something that has been investigated for six years by the U.S. military and they, they don't know what to make of it. And that, I think, is a very important point to make. But when this video came out, another question that uh, was posed was, where did this come from? The jellyfish UFO? What, what is this thing? It's got, like, tentacles that, it, that are hanging down. It's an extremely strange shape that we're not used to seeing before. Has this ever happened? Well, apparently it has. Apparently there have been uh, many sightings over the years of jellyfish UFO from different people around the world, which is fascinating in itself. But... What makes it even more fascinating is a sighting that was reported from a cruise ship captain, a captain named uh, Captain McHugh, who was a or who is, I shouldn't say was, who is a celebrity cruise ship captain, uh, Captain Kate McHugh, by the way. 
And she says that, well, we actually saw one of these things. And this recording here that I'm going to play from you was recorded before, well before, this video came out with Jeremy Corbell with this jellyfish UFO really just within the past, you know, five to seven days of this video dropping. This interview took place a couple of years ago that you're about to hear with Captain Kate McHugh. Here's what she had to say about a sighting of what she describes as this thing looked like a jellyfish. It looked like a black jellyfish, a gigantic black jellyfish, and it sailed right over the retreat, directly through the center line of the ship, right through our X and our stack, and just floated through. Thing was, we had no wind, maybe five knots at the time, but this thing was cruising along about 10, 15 miles per hour, just cruised right over, and as it passed the, the stern of the ship, it went a couple hundred meters, maybe three to four hundred meters, and then it started to descend into the water. But because it was sunset, we couldn't put a rescue boat down to go see what it was, but it disappeared into the water. And we have no idea. It wasn't a drone. There was no noise associated with it. So if you want to see our UFO, it's on TikTok. All right, so she mentions there at the end, you can just, you know check it out on her TikTok and everything, which I've seen the video. It it looks like, you know, a weird black jellyfish looking thing. Not, you know, as clear as we see in the video, the thermal imaging. I mean, you have thermal imaging, you're going to be able to get, you know, the entire shape. And obviously from a military type camera, it's different than someone filming from their cell phone. So the one that Jeremy Corbell put out is much clearer. But to hear that description essentially match what we see in this video from 2018, 2017 area that came out from Jeremy Corbell. And you have Captain McHugh saying that, yeah, we saw this on a cruise ship, you know, a few years ago. What are these things? How long has this been going on? I mean, are these have these things been floating around longer than we realize? And again, this isn't something from, you know, just some random person who's saying, yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen jellyfish in the sky. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. This is a cruise ship captain. This is someone who takes their job very seriously, and she told this story. Now, this is where I said I was going to give an idea, and this, I'm just going to throw this out there before moving on because I want to cover one last thing here today before we're done, which is the um, meeting that took place today, actually, just within the past couple hours of me recording this episode here today, which was the skiff uh, that took place, the meeting with the you know ICIG and you know Congress people like uh, Representative Luna, Moskowitz, and Burchett, and um, a few others, actually that were at this skiff meeting today. So I'm going to go over that in a second, but I'm just going to throw out this theory. This is going to sound crazy, but I guess it's par for the course at this point because there's a lot of crazy stuff going on. What if some of these things that are flying in the sky are creatures? What if they are not all some type of, you know, flying aircraft, uh, transportation, you know, vehicles, whatever you want to call them. What if some of these things that we see, like a jellyfish UFO, what if an explanation for that would be, you know, some type of alien uh, creature or an animal uh, that is of this earth that we just have not discovered yet? Is that possible? I mean, I think it's worth considering. Again, you might call me a crazy person for even considering such a thing, and that's fine if you want to do that. But I think it's, it's you know, just as plausible to consider something like that than it is to have a jellyfish-shaped 
flying object that would have some type of alien inhabitants inside of it. I'm just gonna I'm just throwing it out there. You know, it may be similar to something that Jordan Peele, you know, had in, in the movie Nope. You know what I mean? With the the giant flying alien looking thing in the sky. Something along those lines. I don't know. Again, I'm just throwing it out there as, as a possibility. Maybe some maybe sometimes what we're seeing are unidentified creatures. Unidentified flying creatures. Maybe I just came up with a new thing, UFC. But I guess we can't say UFC because that's Dana White's thing. So, I don't know. We're going to have to come up with, with a different name. Maybe we'll just keep UAP and add creatures in there. I'm not sure. But I, it's a theory. I'm just throwing it out there. Maybe maybe it's not all you know flying vehicles. I'm just, I'm just saying. Do with that what you will. But before we go here today, like I said, I wanted to catch up with everything, starting with the beginning of the year with Miami Alien Story at the mall, going into Jeremy Corbell, the TMZ you know, documentary docuseries, the Jellyfish UFO, the Chandelier UFO, all these things that have come out, all the interviews. And now up to the present day, where it takes us to the skiff that took place uh, at Capitol Hill today between, like I said, Representatives Luna, uh, Moskowitz, Burchett, uh, Raja out of Illinois, there's apparently there were about 16 different representatives who were at this meeting, according to uh, those who spoke after the meeting was over. And this is the first time that they had a secret meeting, top secret meeting, I guess I should say, with the uh, Intelligence Community Inspector General, ICIG, when you hear me say that, in case you don't know the acronym, Intelligence Community Inspector General, that they had one of these top secret meetings with the Inspector General. We've been waiting for this for pretty much since the Grush hearing this past summer that they would get into a skiff and find out more information about Grush's claims that Grush could not talk about in front of the entire world when he was under oath sitting in front of Congress. Now, the different um, reactions to this have been interesting because what ended up happening was after the meeting was over, of course, the media is out there and sitting and waiting to speak to the representatives as they come out of this skiff and ask them, what happened? What were the results of this? What were your, um, you know, impressions of all of this? I, I guess your reaction after this. Some were happy with it. Some weren't. Two of the representatives who were not satisfied included Representative Raja Krishnamurthy, I think I said that correct. I apologize. Krishnamurthy, I believe I said that correct. And Representative Krishnamurthy is a Democrat from Illinois. And this is what he had to say uh, coming out of the meeting. I'm more concerned than I was going into the skiff. And I think that they have a lot of questions they, that remain unanswered. And, you know, Mr. Grush uh, has made allegations that we're still trying to figure out um, the veracity of and we haven't gotten the answers that we need. So he's clearly not satisfied. He wants to hear more. He wants more reassurance, more evidence to, uh, I guess, make him believe what David Grush is saying. And that's very interesting because this is what Representative Luna, of course, uh, from she's probably one of the more famous people who have been trying to tackle this issue along with Representative Burchett. And this is what she had to say, the Republican representative out of Florida. There is a movement, whether it's within the intelligence community or not, to prevent us from finding out more information on this. And so we are going to do what we need to do as investigators to continue to pull on whatever strings and see where they lead. 
Now, that last statement there is really key where she says we're going to pull on some strings and see where, you know, kind of where it leads us because she basically implied that they are continuing to be stonewalled, that they didn't really get where they wanted to in this skiff, that they didn't get the answers that they were hoping to get or any indications that they were hoping to get and that they need to know more, that they want to know more. Now, that was her take on it. And I say that last part was key because... She's basically alluding to, and she did clarify this statement um, later on in, in a different clip, where they do want more hearings. They do want David Grush to come back. Representative Luna did confirm that she would like more hearings. Representative Tim Burchett from Tennessee also said that they want more hearings and that they hope more hearings will come up in this year, 2024. And apparently they want David Grush to come back. Whether or not any of that happens... And how constructive it will be because in the end, and I'm, I don't mean to pour cold water on this, but I'm just looking at this from a point of view of, well, we already had a hearing and David Grush, yes, said some very provocative things that caught the attention of a lot of people that I think helped to move the disclosure discussion forward. Absolutely. I'm not you know, trying to downgrade that at all. But I think when it comes down to it, how much more can he say? He's already said numerous times there's only so much he can say in a public setting in a public hearing in front of Congress where the world is watching. You you need to have these skiffs. You need to have David Grush come into a skiff with these representatives and go over this information. Otherwise, you're just going to continue to hear someone like Representative Luna say that they're being stonewalled and they are going to keep pulling at the strings to see where it leads them. So, look, I'm all for public hearings. I am. I'm all for David Grush coming back. And talking again under oath, because that is a big deal. That is a big step. And I I would like to see that. But it also, the point should be made that how much is he really going to be able to say in that setting? There will be some good things that come out of it, but we're not going to get the ultimate answers. And the Congress, the, the representatives of Congress are not going to get the ultimate answers that they're looking for in a public setting. So I think that's that's the point I'm trying to make, even though I do think that, yes, it is beneficial to have public hearings as well. So I know I know I'm kind of talking about, you know, out of both sides of my mouth, but it's both things are true, in my opinion. Um, But one last clip here that I want to play from someone that I mentioned here a couple of times is from Representative Burchett, because he, uh, you know, Republican representative from Tennessee, he, along with the Democrat representative from Florida, Jared Moskowitz, they were actually on the other side of the aisle here in saying that they actually liked what they heard in this skiff today. They felt, in Jared Moskowitz's words, he felt that uh, what, what they heard actually, quote, moved the needle. And so that's a good thing. That, that was Jared Moskowitz's outlook coming out of this skiff today. Now, Tim Burchett said they came away feeling like... Maybe David Grush is telling the truth about things. Here's here was his final statement coming out of this skiff today. I think everybody left there thinking and knowing that Grush is legit. Well, there you go. Short and sweet and to the point there from from Tim Burchett. And if that's if that is the overall feeling, if that is the case, that if the majority of the 16 representatives that were in that skiff today with the intelligence community inspector general, if, if that is the overall feel that they came out with that David Grush is legit, which I believed anyway. And I think, you know, most people within this community believes that David Grush 
uh, is coming from a, a legit place. I believe that personally. If they come away believing that, then I think it's a win. Because that means that they are going to take, you'll have more people in Congress and more people on Capitol Hill take his claims more seriously. And that, that to me, is a win. Now, you know, did we get all of the big news and headlines and sound bites that, you know, some people are hoping for? No, of course not. These things are going to continue to take time, unfortunately. But fact of the matter is, I still do believe that 2024 is going to uh, give us some incredible new developments and we've only just begun <laughs> this this one episode today just covering everything that has happened over the past week and a half the first week and a half of 2024 what a week and a half it has been i can't wait to see what else comes up and i'm going to do my best to cover it all for you as we continue down this road of the unidentified alien podcast but that will do it for now. Don't forget to uh, download and subscribe to the show, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. You can uh, continue to do that. I've been told by different people, you know, Amazon, uh, Spotify, Apple, those seem to be the big three, but it's it's everywhere wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, continue to follow the show if you're not already on Twitter, at UAPodcast850, not only on Twitter, but on all social media. You can find me at UAPodcast850. Um, you know, I try to post updates there and things like that, different videos and if something pops into my head, I'll put, put it on there as well. And if you'd like to send an email, which I know a lot of you have, and I can finally say that I was able to reply to everybody. I made it a point to sit down and reply to everybody. So I do write you back, I promise. So if you have something to say, feel free to email me directly um, at sdineruap at gmail.com. That's S-D-I-E-N-E-R-U-A-P at gmail.com. And I will respond to you. It may not be within 24 hours but I get, do my best to get back to everybody. Oh, and of course, UAPpodcast.com. Everything for the show is on UAPpodcast.com as well. But on that note, that'll do it for today on this special episode of UAP Weekly. Trying to keep up to date with everything going on. It's Stephen Diener here, UAP Unidentified Alien Podcast. Thank you all so much for everything, for listening, and for all the uh, love and support that you give to me and this show. It really it means the world to me. So thank you so much. And I will talk to you again soon.